Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and I have just a quick note for you. The podcast is now named Disagree Better. It's possible to turn criticism into a positive conversation, whether you're the recipient of someone's criticism or you've gotten feedback about being too critical. The key is to find the hidden message the criticism is trying to convey. Here's how to do that. Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. And this episode is Behind Every Criticism is a Wish. The other day, I heard myself hiss at my husband. Why don't you listen? Even in that self-righteous moment when I felt totally justified in saying it, my better self shook her head in disgust at me. Even when we know better, our lesser selves sometimes manage to seize the moment. We're not very appealing at the moment we're criticizing and sitting in judgment, and it makes us less persuasive. As business and personal strategist Tony Robbins perfectly pointed out, you can't influence somebody when you're judging them. Like anger, criticism has a message that's struggling to be heard, but the message gets lost in the delivery. Whether you're the recipient of someone's criticism or wish to reform your own critical words or ways, here's a nearly magical way to turn criticism into a positive conversation. First, what's criticism? A movie or literary critic typically critiques the quality of a work, rendering their opinion about its merits. A complaint expresses dissatisfaction with a specific event or behavior. Criticism, as I mean it in this article, is distinct from complaint and critique. Criticism expresses disapproval of a person or entity, and by entity I mean organization, department, family, It's a generalized judgment about their merits as humans or as a group of humans. Because of its personal nature, criticism hurts, even when the hurt isn't intended. Criticism attacks our identity, how we see ourselves in the world and want others to see us. It insults our images of ourselves as competent or reliable or worthy of others' fellowship, self-reliance, and so on. It goes straight to our core. It's no wonder, then, that frequent criticism not only fails to persuade, but leaves debris in ongoing personal and professional relationships, little splinters of hurt that pile up over time. It's not their job to toughen up, either, to have to drag personal armor into every exchange with us. It's our job to be better communicators, if we want something to change. Criticism is born of something, though. It's prompted by something that's bothering us. To get our needs met without bruising someone's identity, even unintentionally, we need to look beyond the criticism and beyond the complaint. We need to find our wish. How to turn criticism into a positive conversation. First, memorize this phrase from psychotherapist Esther Perel. It's a keeper. Behind every criticism is a wish. Perel, looking at criticism through a therapist's lens, believes that criticism is an oblique way to avoid rejection. She says, if I say I wish, 
I have to put myself out there. It means I want something and can be refused. I can be rejected. I can be not heard. And in a relationship that is not secure, I will defend against that. I don't want to show you that side of me. So instead of saying what I want, I'll say what you didn't do. That's the criticism. What you didn't do and what's wrong with you is safer in some bizarre way than to tell you what is special about me and what I would have wanted. Whether or not you agree with Perel that criticism springs from fear of rejection or is a mechanism for self-protection, I hope you'll consider the very powerful idea that expressing a wish is more effective than expressing a criticism when we want something to change. When you need or want something to change and wish to practice a habit other than criticism or repeated complaints, you need to figure out the wish behind your criticism. As you practice this new habit, you may initially have to peel back several layers of the criticism onion to illuminate your wish. Here are some examples of possible wishes for some common criticisms. They may not be the wish you'd have if you uttered that criticism, of course. I offer them to illustrate a path that takes us from criticism to wish. First example, the criticism. You're such a slacker. The complaint version of it might be, you're not pulling your share of the load. A fear might be, I will bear the burden of doing it all, or I will fail to do it all well. And then the wish. I would like help getting this project done well. The criticism, you're such a slacker. And the wish, I would like help getting this project done well. Example two, criticism. You never listen. In complaint form, it might sound like, it's frustrating when you ask me a question and then don't listen to my answer. The fear version of it might be, my opinion doesn't matter, or you're not really interested in what I have to say. Translated into a wish, it might be, I'd like what I say to matter to you. From criticism, you never listen to wish. I'd like what I say to matter to you. Third example, he's so passive-aggressive. The complaint version of it might be, he commits to a task and then doesn't do it. A fear related to this might be, he thinks I'm a pushover or I'll have to take on his task at the last minute. In wish form, it might be, I want to trust his promises. So from criticism, he's so passive aggressive to wish. I want to trust his promises. Imagine the conversation that's possible when a criticism is translated into a wish. I want this project to go well and reflect positively on me. I'd like what I say to matter to you. I want to trust your promises without hesitation. I want not to doubt my understanding of what we agreed on. I want to come to work each day energized by the prospect of working with you on this project. I want to look forward even excited by our team meetings. I want to come home at the end of the day looking forward to quiet time with you. When you're the recipient of someone else's criticism, if you're the recipient of someone else's criticism, particularly if it's the kind of constant criticism that can become habitual in some relationships, you can get some relief for yourself by helping them figure out the wish behind their criticism. Is it your job to have to do this? Well, maybe not. But as management consultant Peter Block bluntly put it, do you want an A or do you want something to change? To help them illuminate the wish behind their criticism, try questions like these. I've read that behind every criticism is a wish. What's the wish behind your criticism of me? Or, instead of what's wrong with me, can you tell me what you're wishing for? Or, 
If I were or weren't, and you can fill in the label of the criticism, what would that mean to you? And an example might be, if I were a good listener, what would that mean to you? As always, time, place, and tone make the difference between questions that are effective and questions that fall flat or escalate. In the conversation with my husband, I had to wrestle bad Tammy into a mental corner and instruct her to shut up. Otherwise, we would have ended up in the kind of hamster wheel debate that achieves nothing but self-righteous anger. Why don't you listen? I do listen. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Blah, blah, blah. After I wrestled bad Tammy into that corner, I tried this. I need to take back that comment about you not listening and replace it with this. I want to feel confident I've been heard when I speak to you. What followed was a useful conversation about how I do tend to give information faster than he can absorb it and I need to slow down and how it's useful for him to stop doing two things at once when we're talking about something important. Here are a few more examples of criticisms reframed into wishes pulled from my occasional Twitter series about reframing messages to make them more hearable. And there are links to this series in my show notes. Why can't you ever take responsibility might be translated into, I'd like us each to acknowledge how we contributed to this. There's just no reasoning with you, is there? Might be translated to, I'd like us to have a thoughtful conversation about this sometime soon. Let's figure out when we might do that. What a pigsty might be translated to, it would help me a lot if you'd keep your room tidier. Grow a spine already might be translated to, I want us to feel we can discuss anything with each other. You're being disrespectful again, might be translated to, please stop interrupting me repeatedly. And you're about as selfish as they come, might be translated to, it's important to me that you take my needs into account too. Remember, behind every criticism is a wish. Thank you for listening. If you've been enjoying this free podcast, please add a rating or review of the podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Those ratings and reviews really do make a difference. Find show notes and past episodes at TammyLensky.com slash podcast. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. Visit TammyLensky.com slash subscribe. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E and is in negotiation, S-K-I dot com slash subscribe.